Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. You know, God blessed me to be the better looking brother. I'll tell you what. I was blessed. And uh, I'm just playing. No, I'm, I'm really not playing. I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tony, what's the old church sound like? Hey. Yeah. One more time. One more. Hallelujah. Hey. That's the Ed Dufresne thing, if you don't know. If you were around, you would know. Hey, hey. Praise God. You remember him doing that? Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to be him, it just, I like that same flow a little bit, like Tony. One more time, Tony. That was it. I like that one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell, uh, put me on the camera too here. There you go. I want to tell everyone that's watching live stream, tonight is your night for healing. You say, Brother Stephen, I've heard that before. Turn that off. Maybe you're laying in bed, sitting on the couch, doing something, being comfortable. But I'm telling you, if you need healing in your body, say, tonight is my night. I want to tell y'all something. You don't have to feel healed to be healed. You don't have to have warm oil flow over your head. You don't have to feel your back burning. I'm sure that feels great to y'all that have had that good for you. But I've never had that. So I'm telling you, there's a promise in the Bible that said, if you will believe, not feel, you'll be healed. So tonight as you're watching, faith is going to come through your screen and healing will flow. So hook up and don't let go. Amen. Pastor Rogers, I want to tell you, um, the first time I really met you is when we went to your, your, your church and we went to go eat at the restaurant and your daughter Amber made the worst cake 
she could have ever had. And we were eating it, and you said, Amber, this cake is terrible. This is the worst cake ever. It was a Rice Krispie cake, and it was so dried out, it was bad. And ever from that time, you and me became good friends. I liked your spirit. And we both believe in Bigfoot. We believe he exists. He's still out there. I believe. I believe. And uh, I want to tell you, when I was with you, uh, I got something from you. Your anointing, you didn't lay hands on me. You didn't pray for me. But just being around you, I got something. And I wanted you to know that I'm changed by meeting you and being around you. And you've been a blessing to my life. And your love for people is contagious. You have such a heart for people. And I just want to tell you that this ministry loves you. My family loves you. And I love you. And I thank you for being part of my life. And you've helped me tremendously. Even though you didn't do much, just being your friend. And I love you, sir. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, turn to somebody and say, tonight you're going to be healed. And turn to the other person and say, tonight I'm going to be healed. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I know you got bamboozled a little bit. You thought mom was going to be ministering tonight, but you got me. I promise I'm not a long preacher. I stand on Brother Richard's standards. If uh, you preach shorter, they'll have you back. I'm not all about quantity, but quality. How about that? Can we do that? I won't preach long, but I power punch it. And uh, I just want to say thank you to every person that has helped with this meeting. My goodness, there is people that have gotten here so early in the morning to cook and do other things, clean bathrooms, watch your bad children, whatever it is. They have, they, they are, they, they've been serving us. I have them. I told them you clean the bathrooms before church, during church and after church. I don't like the, the house of the Lord's bathrooms with pee on the floor. I want it cleaned up. Amen. That's my standard. That's what I tell them. I like everything nice. And they, they have performed. Haven't they done so well this week? And we are grateful for everything they've done. Amen. They had to park in the mud and everything. But in, no, I'm not going to say that. No. And the staff, thank you. You were kind of included in that. But your staff, you're amazing. You're wonderful. Uh, you'll be working tomorrow. So. We'll, we'll do something nice for y'all. <laughs> praise God, praise God. But all joking aside, not really, but all joking aside, um, what an honor to be in front of such wonderful men and women of God. I'm so blessed to be up here, uh, Pastor Michael J., because I mean, all of you, come on. I mean, it's just, you've been in my life for so long, and I'm just grateful. Um, that mom would ask me, but I believe I have something for people tonight. Um, I'm a fun preacher. Uh, I'm exciting. I think I am. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. 
Huh? As a man thinketh, so is he. Uh, there you go. Uh, then I'm fine. I'm a blast. I'm a lot of fun. I don't talk much in person, but you get me here and I'll do pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty good. But tonight, I want to talk about something that I ministered at the Merced Church. And I got it when I was working manual labor. You know, something about manual labor, God talks to you. If you don't work, I don't think God talks to you. Now, now that's not biblical. I made that up. I'm just putting that out there. Pastor Lekedic, would you agree with that? Thank you, sir. I got a hanky wave at the first of the service. I'm doing pretty good. But I believe when you put your hand to something, God will talk to you. And you're out working and doing something, God will talk to you and, and minister to you. And he started talking to me about, about something. I didn't know the wording in the best way I could call it. Though He was saying it to me, and I'm saying it like this. The miracle is in the arising. And I will explain it. But it went off in my spirit, and it wasn't like I, I, I was taught it. I just caught something when it, it just went off in me, you know. And I started looking through the Bible to find stuff that what he was telling me to, to parallel with. And so tonight, if you would, go to Mark 2.5. Mark 2.5. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark 2, 5. And here it's, um, we know this story and I want to go ahead and read it. And again, he entered Capernaum and after some days, it was heard that he was in the house and immediately uh, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them and they came to him and they were bringing a paralytic who was carried by how, how many men? Four men. And when they could not come near because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof. I want to stop there. Now, we know we've seen pictures of this, but I'm sure this was a very clumsy method. Because anytime you're carrying somebody that's limp, yeah. to get them on a roof yeah. is not an easy task. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. And I'm sure it doesn't look very nice, okay? Now, we can imagine the bed being maybe two posts and a piece of fabric underneath to just put them in. We're not talking about an ambulance stretcher of today's day, right? It's maybe more of a sack with two sticks, right? So this, so this guy's friends are tired of taking care of this man, and they want to get him healed. So they're bringing their faith. They're tired of hauling him around, and they're so ambitious in faith that they're willing, since the door was blocked, they can't wait any longer. So what are they going to do? They're going to get this man on the roof, and we know on a lot of roofs back then, maybe it was a hatch roof, you know, maybe uh, uh, types of wheat and just junk and garbage just to cover, that there is some support beams in that roof that you have to walk on. You can't just walk on, on, on a grass roof. There's some places you got to walk. So you try to walk on those beams and carry a person is quite a feat. How do you get them up on the roof anyways? I'm sure there wasn't a bona fide walkway. So what do we got to imagine? They got to strap this man to these sticks and shovel him up in, in expectation that he may fall out. It's possible. Is that true? 
He's not, he can't really hold on. He's getting, he's going 90 degrees up a roof. Is that true? He's going straight up and, but can it get any worse for him? I, I don't think so. His life, he's already bedridden. So what's he got to lose? Is that true? So we think, what's this man got to lose? And his friends don't care either because they, they really don't. But they are willing, and then they get this man up, up the side of the wall. Yeah. Okay, let's get this is an eight, nine, ten foot wall. They have shoved him up on this roof. Now more people are walking, I'm assuming, down support beams with this thing, and one is starting to kick the roof in. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. It's not a perfect square, everybody. No. That's the way we've been taught that they lowered him down with, 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 with some kind of girt. No, this is crazy. They have one man in front is kicking in the hatch roof and, and, and there's junk falling. And what are they going to do? They're going to shove him through the hole. Is that right? They're going to dump him through the hole in front of Jesus because he's the healer. So it doesn't matter whether you fall in or get lowered in. You're at the foot of Jesus. Amen. So they know this is their day. They have kicked the roof in and let's assume everybody below is not very happy. Dust and garbage is falling on them. Jesus has stopped his ministering because the roof is coming down. So they have struck this man on there and shoveled him down in there at the foot of Jesus. Let me keep reading. And he preached the word to them and they came and bring him. Let's go down. And when they came to the house because of the crowd, we know that. I just read that. And he was lying. Go to verse five. And Jesus, he what? Saw their faith. Faith takes risk. Because in the mind, it doesn't think, I'm about to tear up somebody's house for my own sake and my friend's sake, but it's worth it. Is that true? Because he saw their faith and he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. Go down to 11. I say to you what? Arise. Let's try that again. That was pretty bad. Let's try it again. I say to you. Arise. Let's do it one more time. I say to you. Arise. So what's the man got to do now? He's got to get up, but he can't though, right? Because he's paralyzed. Is that true? He's paralyzed. And that's where we are today in the body of Christ, in my opinion, is you don't understand why I can't get up. It's because I don't feel healed. And he said to you, he didn't say, warm honey will flow over you in 30 seconds and it will give you power and you will jump up and carry your bed. No, he didn't say that. He told him, he said to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And what did the man say? He didn't say anything. What, but what did he do? He did it. 
What, how, how do you do that if you're paralyzed? You at some point in your body have to do something against sickness. You have to go against disease. You can't keep doing that. You can't say, well, I can't. Do you even try? Amen. So faith, when, if you look at sickness, if we make a chart, you're doing good, life's good, all of a sudden you get sick. You get something, you start going down. And how does your confession go? Right with it. Everything goes right down with it, right? Because it just pulls you down. But what faith does, sickness goes this way, your confession goes this way. It's the opposite of what is physically happening. That's what faith is. It goes against what's actually happening. So he tells this man, arise, take up your bed and go home. And immediately who arose? He. He did. So he had to pick himself up out of that position that he has been in. So he had to get up and say, I'm not staying like this. I got to try. And the moment he tried, that's where it came. Right there. It didn't come before. It came at the arising. It's when he tried. He rose and picked up his bed and went out of the presence of all of them. And they did not pay for the roof. They all left. And it says that they were amazed. Let me tell you, here's, here's my perspective of this man. Now that he's been raised off of this bed, the last thing I want to do is go lay down that night. Because I've been in that a bed forever. So you better strap me up against the wall because I'm not buying another bed in my lifetime. And I'm throwing this bed on the side of the road because I don't need that bed anymore. So there's something about faith that, that doesn't say, well, I don't feel, well, I may get sick later. You discard all the garbage that was associated with it. And I'm pretty sure he slept sitting up. Because think of where he came from. He's now up, not laying down. The miracle is when you try. It, you don't have to feel anointed. You don't have to feel all that stuff. You don't have to fear warm oil. That sounds great. Some of y'all had that a couple days ago. Good for you. What about the rest of the folks? I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. Well, when you laid hands on me, I didn't feel anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do or don't feel. You have to make a decision that I'm healed tonight. And if you don't make that decision, you've never crossed the bridge and say, this is my line. And no matter what I feel, no matter what happens, I know I'm healed. Because that's what the word of God says. Because most of the time we've come up in the healing line, we get hands laid on, we don't feel the warm oil or fall on the floor. So we go, well, dang, it must not have helped. I'll get them next time. Come on. No. We've missed it. The miracle is in the arising. Well, you say, Brother Stephen, I have stomach problems. How can I do something? How can I work that? Obviously, getting up is the opposite of laying down. Right. 
But there is certain things in our body that we can't do the opposite of, right? If you have stomach problems, I don't know what else to, you know, you can't get up from that. But what you can do with something, you can say, you know what, by faith, I spin this hula hoop around me and I say that this is my arising, that I am healed as I spin this hula hoop in a circle, that's my arising. That's what you can do. You not telling me Jesus won't meet you there? My God. You can roll on the floor. You can run around in your bathrobe. It don't matter. What, what is your arising that you need in your life and put grounds to something and say, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not giving in. I'm doing the opposite. The opposite. Well, my knee hurts. This is what I'm talking about. Step on it more. What do you got to lose? It already hurt. <laughs> hurt it more. Tell it to line up with the word of God. There comes a point where the rubber meets the road. You say enough is enough in your life. Amen. Y'all being helped. You have to move it. If it's a leg, whatever, it doesn't matter. You have to do the opposite. Make something up by faith. Make something up by faith that you do against what you're going through. If I laid, if, when I lay hands on you tonight, if you need healing and you go home, I don't feel any different. See, but then you're just going to do this the rest of your life every time there's a healing line. Yeah. Because you, you, you hear, we hear about warm honey. We hear about hot feelings. But then if that doesn't happen, we discard it as we didn't get nothing. That's a lie. I said that's a lie. We, we've let it go, but I'm telling you, there comes a point. There comes a point that you say, tonight is my night. And no matter two weeks from now, three weeks from now, one month from now, if I'm hurting, I was healed on January 11th at X amount of time. It doesn't matter. That's when I wipe my hands of that junk and this is where I'm at now. This is what I believe. With sickness still flowing through your body, I know I'm healed. Healing is not a feeling. It's a promise that Jesus said, if you'll believe it, you'll have it. And once you, you remember that feeling, uh, healing is not a feeling, all of a sudden your, 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 your thinking changes and you go, it doesn't matter what I feel like, I'm healed by the power of God. You're still getting headaches. It doesn't matter what that feels like because the promise says it's true. Amen. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's go to John 5, 9. Let's back up to 5.5. Five. The reason, um, one of the reasons, I'm, I'm approaching 40 years old. I'm 37. I'm approaching 40. Growing up, growing up in the church, we were always preparing ourselves for signs, wonders, and miracles. Do you remember that? Growing up in the church, 
We were preparing. We were listening to what Jesus did, what Samson did. We were listening to all this stuff. And we've been getting ready all these years. But the faith message, good teaching, good all this stuff, because we were going to cast out demons. We were going to, people going to be healed and all that stuff. But something happened. And here I am 40 years old going, this isn't what I was told I was supposed to get. Right? A little healing here and there, living on testimonies, 100 years old. I'm not against those. But what about 2023? How about some new ones? How about some new testimonies? I'm not satisfied and I really don't care anymore. I'm going to try it. I'm going to lay hands on you. I don't care anymore. I don't care what you think. I don't care what I think anymore. What do I got to lose? What do you got to lose? You're already sick. The doctor's just going to drain you of the rest of your money. You're not going to have anything left anyways. You might as well give all to God and Jesus and say, this is my line in the sand. You don't have nothing to lose. You're already hurt. You've already been to the doctor. You've been to the urgent care. You've taken the pills. Now what? I'm just speaking truth, right? Amen. Praise God. Did y'all go where I told you to go? John 5, 5. And now a certain man was there who had an infirmity. How many years? And when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew he had already been there in a condition for a long time. The way I saw how he knew, if you see a homeless person and they've been there for a long time, how much garbage do they have accumulated next to them? Quite a lot, right? You've seen it under underpasses. They wasn't there a day. They have a whole community built. So we can imagine this homeless man now has junk all around him. He has got all his little comforts, what he can afford or have, next to him. And he's laying by the pool. We know that. So Jesus knew he'd been here for a long time. And Jesus saw him lying there, knew he had been there. And he said to him, do you want to be made well? And the sick man answered him, sir, I have nobody to put me in the pool when the water stirred up. Well, I wouldn't put him in a pool either. I'm going in first. I wouldn't throw you in there and leave me out. Right? I'm hurting too. You better crawl over there and just wait. But he's way in the back. This is how most Christians are. Uh-oh. I don't like you no more, Brother Stephen. I don't like you. Is we become comfortable in the waiting. You're not that sick, but you're not that great. It's acceptable. He's not trying very hard, is he? He's in the back. Can't get to the front. The healing's in the front. Okay, we got that. He, so he don't have no one to stir him up. But, when I'm com- but while another was coming and stepped down before me. And Jesus said to him, rise up and take your bed and walk. There's that word what? Rise. Rise. rise up. So what does he got to do? Does he need to repeat himself and say, no, 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 you don't understand. I've got all my junk here. I, I can't get up. But what's he do? And it says, and what? Immediately was made well and took up his bed. But it's the moment, it's the moment that he's here and he's laying here like this. He's laying on the floor. What's he got to do at this moment right here? This is where healing 
comes up because he tried. Because he tried to get up. He tried to get up. And most Christians say, I don't feel healed yet, so I can't get up. No, no, no. You got to try. What do you got to lose? Fall back on the floor? You've already made a good home there. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. It don't matter if you got to swing a hula hoop. Like I said, it don't matter. Where, where's that line that you say, I'm doing this by faith? Well, I can't walk very good. Then go for a walk. Go for a walk. Well, I'm sick today. I don't feel like getting up. Defy it. Sickness goes like this. Which way do you go? Let me see. Oh, that way. That way. Sickness goes this way. Faith people go that way. There you go. You won't forget that now. So when sickness comes in, now you know. You don't give in to it. You go against it. So if you're laying down, what's the opposite of laying up? Get up. Get up. Healing is at that moment when you try by faith. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. The completion of healing is in the action. You got to put action to your faith. You got to put action to your faith. Smith Wigglesworth told a, a story or it was told or whatever. And I told God today, I said, I appreciate Smith Wigglesworth's testimony. But I said, I want my own in this time. That's what I said before. I don't want to live on his testimonies. I'm not against them. But I want ones for these years. I want ones for that happened last week. I want testimonies that happened yesterday. I want testimonies that happened this afternoon. Could we agree on that? And, not, and I told God, I said, I'm done with that. I'm not against it. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I want my own. I'm not saying for me, just wherever. I don't really care. But as long as we're seeing what these men saw, that's what I want to see. I, I'm not saying I, it's me. It's not. I just want to know if it's happening to Pastor Debbie. I don't care. Just give us something. But it takes people hungry. And faith takes risk. Ministers, I'm going to tell you something. You got to be willing to risk your ministry for Jesus. And what's become of the church is it's become so sterile and so flatlined that we don't want to do anything for insurance reasons and all these other reasons, what they think about us. That's gone. You got to stop that if you're going to do what Jesus needs you to do. Jesus got in more trouble than the other, the other preacher. He got in more trouble. Chasing them all over town. Right? Running them out. Sabotaging. And during all that, he still continued to perform. So that's where I'm at. There you go. So we know we got to put action. So Smith Wigglesworth was, I don't know, I read this in his book. And a man came with tremendous stomach problems. Tremendous stomach problems. And he had waited. He left, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I, I get this right, two and a half days. And he walked to where Smith Wigglesworth was having a meeting. And he, he couldn't eat. He couldn't eat hardly anything very sick. But he made an effort to walk two and a half days. Think about that. And today we hardly come down the street. And I checked myself on that as well. But what I'm saying is, is when he got there, before Smith Wigglesworth laid hands on him, he had a backpack. And he took off his backpack and said, Brother Smith, 
I brought my lunch, but I haven't ever ate it in a long time. And after you lay hands on me, I'm going to sit on the side and I'm going to eat my lunch. Where was his arising? In in the backpack. You see what I'm saying? That he said, you lay hands on me. He connected that when Brother Smith will lay hands on him, that's it. That's it. And I'm going to walk over here and I'm going to open my backpack and eat my food. And he did that exact thing and was healed. Because his arising was in his backpack. And he made up his mind, when I get there, I'm not coming back the same way I went. And we've lost that in the church. There's not been that eagerness and that line that we've separated and said, tonight is my night. It's my night. We say, well, we'll see what happens tonight. I'm not saying y'all do that, but you question yourself. I think we're all guilty of it. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. Let's go to Luke 6.10. Let's back up a little bit to um, 6.8. And Jesus is here in the synagogue. We know that. We kind of know this story. And he said in... uh, Luke 6, 8. But he said, he knew their thoughts and said to the men um, that had the withered hand. Now, I don't know what a withered hand looks like. I I don't remember if I've ever seen one in person or not. But a withered hand that's been withered its whole life, I'm sure looks pretty decrepit. Is that true? And we can imagine the other hand very strong because it's not been able to share the load. So one hand must be very muscular all the way up, and one is not, okay? It doesn't look like a normal hand, so you can't fake it, okay? So one is withered, it's decrepit, probably looks very malnutritioned, whatever you call it. It doesn't move. Okay. And he said, uh, who had the withered hand, what did he say? Uh, Rise up and stand there. He's about to get his healing. But what does he got to do? But what if he don't? He's not going to get it. You see what I'm saying? So he is responsible to get up. It's our, responsib- our responsibility to do something. It's not Jesus' responsibility. It's yours and mine responsibility to do something. And if that responsibility is because your knees are blown because you're overweight, guess what? You probably need to lose some weight. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, Brother Stephen, like my dad said, you don't talk about what? Their money, uh, weight, and kids, whatever it is. You know what? I'm not my dad. I'm going to talk about it. And some people probably need to lose weight because the joints is blowing. You come up, but you still eat at Mickey D's. You got to change. But that can be your awakening to say, I'm going to change my eating. And I'm coming up here by faith. And I decree that tomorrow that's done. Because I can control myself. I can control what I eat. I can control what I put in my body. And I declare I'm healed in Jesus' name. You can't tell me he won't meet you there. But if you're going to come up and expect something to happen and then go and stop at Carl's Jr. on the way out, I'm sorry. I don't think that's going to work. You're going to have to change something. Amen. 
weight is a big problem in this nation, if you haven't realized. It's a big problem. And it leads to a lot of other causes. We know that. So if we can say, I know that that's a problem in my life, and I decree it tonight that it's changing. And you can do it. Amen. So he says here, arise and stand there. And he arose. And what did he do? And he stood there. He did what he was told. But when he did that, his miracle is now assured. Because he did that. And Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. Is it not lawful on the Sabbath to be good or to do able to save a life? We know this. And then he said, um, he looked around him and said to the man, stretch out your hand. What's the man got to do? What if he can't? Right? I've stuck out my wrist, but not my hand. What do I got to do? I got to try. I don't even know how that really works, but I know I need to try. That's his arising. To say, I'm going to try to do against what's in my body right now. So I'm going to do what the man of God said. It doesn't say he felt warm oil. He didn't say he fell out on the floor under the anointing. It says they're in a very, a very interesting spot right now that they all may be in trouble. Is that true? The Pharisees are watching this whole thing go down and him arising, getting up is already, he could be part of Jesus's group now. Because he's doing what the prophet said. Come on. Amen. Amen. So him arising, he's already put his life on the line. And now, but it's worth it. But what do I got to lose? You already got, don't have a hand. Stretch out your hand. And what did he do? And he did so. And his hand was restored as the what? As the other one. So not only does he have just a well hand, he's got a masculine hand because this one does a lot of work. Instantly, now this one looks identical because he arose and stood there and stretched forth something that he actually couldn't do. But he decided to do it. Am I helping y'all tonight? Amen. So tonight, decide in your life where your arising is that you need God to do something, whatever it is, you, you can do the opposite somehow, some way of it. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Y'all being helped? Yes. Praise God. There was a man that I think Dad Hagen talked about, and he, um, I, I'm not sure if he did or not, but he was dying of tuberculosis, and he was in a house dying. And he loved Jesus. He loved God. And he was, it just got worse and worse and worse. And he kept saying, I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. And he's laying there. And he got worse and worse and worse. And he just keeps getting worse. And he's coughing up blood. He's it's just getting, it's just, he's going to die. And he said, um, I don't remember the story exactly, but basically he got to the point and said, I got to get out of here because I can't lay here anymore. I got to get up. What do I got to lose? I can die going just out of the bed or die go down the stairs. At least do something by faith. So he gets out of the bed, stumbles down the stairs in his nightgown and runs and goes 
I, I don't know if he's running. He got all the way down the road, started crawling, gets to the place, couldn't do anymore and lays there to catch his breath. He's vomiting blood. He's dying. And he said, I can't go anymore. But what I can do is say the name of Jesus. Yep. And then, it, then he starts saying Jesus, Jesus. And he can't really say it. He can't really say it. And then it gets a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And after a while, he's up on his knees and then he's standing up and then he's out and he's healed because he decided I'm not giving into this and my running out of this is my arising. This is where my healing's at. There was another woman that was reading the Bible and read that Jesus has taken our sins and our iniquities. He's taken it from us and told her mother about it and said, and she was dying of the same thing. And the, the mother said, honey, you, you can't get up. She said, no, get, get me dressed. The Bible says I'm healed. I got to get up. She said, honey, you can't get up. And then she's told her mom, you told me to believe every word in the Bible. And she said, well, yeah, honey, but you're going to die. She says, I don't care. What do I got to lose? So she went and got her dress, brought her dress, got her dress. She said, give me my shoes. Helped her down the stairs, started walking down the street and got her full healing. Amen. Because they decided I'm not staying here any longer. You really don't have much else to lose, right? Amen. Luke 7, 14. I'm almost done and then we'll, we'll pray for people. We'll back up to 11. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nin, whatever that is, and many of his disciples went with him in a large crowd. And when they came near the gate of the city, behold, a what kind of man? Dead man. A dead man was being carried out and only the son of his mother. And she was a widow and a large crowd from the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he was moved with what? Compassion. Compassion. On her. And he said to her, do not weep. And when he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still, and he said to the young man, I say to you, what are you telling? Arise. Arise. So when he was dead, what did he got to do? What's the man got to do that's dead? He got to get up. Right? What if he just opened his eyes and laid there and goes, oh, my God, I'm dead. I'm dead. So what's he got to do? He got to get up and he sat up and began to speak. Because that's the opposite of laying down. So we know that Jesus said this multiple times, arise. Said to dead people, said to people that weren't doing too good, whatever it is. So I'm telling you tonight, decide in your life where your arising is. Decide what it is. Come up with something. I don't care if it's washing dishes, something you couldn't do before. Whatever you couldn't do before, do the opposite. Whatever. You know what I'm saying, if I said that backwards. So I'm telling you tonight, you're healed tonight. If you will agree with me, you have to agree and say tonight, 
Whose night is it? It's your night. It's your night. But you have to decide and agree that you're healed. Amen. Praise God. Let me go to one last deal. Let me see. Where is it? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Luke 13, 11. We've just been in Luke the whole time. I'm showing you these things because as you see the word of God, faith is coming. Faith is in here. And behold, in 11, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity. 18 years. How long? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years. That's a lot. It's easy to read it, but when you count it out, it adds up. And you, after 18 years, you become one with sickness, don't you? You learn what hurts. You learn what doesn't hurt. You learn how to manipulate it, and you learn how to get around with it. Is that not true? You ever had a blister? All of a sudden, everything you're doing is a little bit different, right? Yeah, you shift. You, you got a cut on your hand, all of a sudden, everything shifts. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. You become accustomed to it. Sickness makes you accustomed to it. It reigns you in to rob from you. 18 years and he was bent over and could no way. How many way? Raise herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called to her and said to her, woman, that's the way you should talk to women. Woman. All the men said, oh, that was bad. I'm not even going to ask the women. Okay. Woman. Hey, if, if Jesus is about to lose your infirmities, he can call you whatever he wants, right? It don't matter. Woman, you are loose from your infirmities. And he laid his hand on her. And what does she got to do now? What does she got to do now? She got to do something. She's got to do something. Right? I don't know what she felt. I don't know what happened. But it doesn't say she fouled under the power of God. Jesus didn't guarantee us warm oil. He didn't guarantee us an icy hot pad filling. But what he did say, you do what I say, and what's going to happen? Healing. And he laid, and we know it says that in no way she could, but she probably remembers how to try. She remembers how to try. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight. And what did she do? She glorified God. She was made straight because she was willing to try to get straight. She was willing to try to get straight. And now we know that Jesus went to his hometown and had nothing going on, but a small couple sniffles and stuff like that. Why? Because they didn't believe. They wouldn't believe what these people were doing. So there was probably the same people that had these same problems that were like, I can't do that. Okay, then. I'm not going to force you. Okay, that's cool. I'll see you later. 
So we know, keep your arising going. Don't give up on it. Don't give in to sickness. Sickness is an evil spirit. Well, but see, that's ridiculous because it looks this way under a, a microscope. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like because Jesus called it an evil spirit. Says that the enemy has come to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. That's what sickness is. But I have come, have what? Life more abundantly. And I believe we should be a testimony for the world. It's kind of hard to go into the urgent care and talk how good Jesus is when you got all like a sheet load of junk wrong with you. And go, you need to come to my church. We believe in healing. I don't want to go to your church. You sick as a dog. There has to be a certain look about us in a testimony because people can't combat a testimony. Amen. A testimony is one of the biggest things you can have in your life. Say, look what Jesus did for me. I know you have a brace in your office that you wore as a child. That's your testimony that he's got, that he was delivered from that. God changed his life. There's many others that have had that with, with, with God. But I'm telling you, one of the things Brother Key, uh, Keys taught me or just watching him is he just starts telling people about how God good, how, how good God is. You go to a waiter or something, be like, man, God's been so good to me. And I thought, man, what a great way to say, you know, we were at my church and such and such got healed. Yeah. Well, that's all right. But they, but you know what's going to happen when they're filling up the Diet Cokes? They're going to be thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that, that's, no, that, that, that can't be right. No, it's got, I'm telling you, the word of God will work on them. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Your testimony, we got to start getting this stuff handled. We're not meant to be sick. We're meant to be a blessing so we can help other people. Yeah. We got to get this thing straightened out. Tony, you come help me. Tony. So with that, you've heard faith tonight. You've heard faith. There's something inside of you now that you got, you can catch it now. And I believe you can get a post-it note, write it in your Bible or whatever. Tonight, January 11th, I was here. Now what happens tomorrow when you go on an airplane, you don't feel so good? Is, feeling, is healing a feeling? No. It's a promise. It's a promise. So you say, I refuse to have that. I refuse to have that garbage in my life. You got to be aggressive with sickness because it's aggressive with you, isn't it? Boy, it'll throw you on the floor, won't it? So you throw it on the floor. Defy it. So if you need healing in your body, I want you to come up here. I'll pray for you, and we believe that you'll be healed. Yeah. Yeah. You got one of those men's. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know we got a lot of people. I'm not going to take a lot of time per person, but it doesn't matter because you've heard faith tonight. 
And now you know when hands are laid on you, this is your decree right now. When hands are laid on me, say it with me. When hands are laid on me, I will be healed. Do you believe that? If you believe it, it doesn't matter what it feels like, does it? Because that's what we believe. Amen. I'm going to start down here. Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed, sir, in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Sheila, healed in the name of Jesus. 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 Straighten up. Straighten up. Healed in the name of Jesus. 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 What's wrong with you? You have cancer? Mm-hmm. Your projection is to not be here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Jesus healed cancer. Yes. It does not belong to us. It's an evil spirit. I don't know what it looks like under a microscope. Do you know what it looks like? No. I don't know what it looks like. I just know it grows in your body and kills. Right. But Jesus said it doesn't belong to us. Amen. You believe that, sir? I do. We've had people with testimonies that they were completely healed of cancer. And I believe that tonight you will write into us with a testimony. You believe that? I do. You going to write us a testimony? I'll write you a testimony. You promise? In the name of Jesus, I curse that cancer in his body and I command it to leave from this night forward. You have no place in this man's body and I drive you out and cast you out in the name of Jesus. You are healed, sir, from this night forward. Healed in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Healed, sir, in the name of Jesus. Healed 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 in the name of Jesus. this night for that he doesn't need those anymore. I've dealt with this before 
and I say that you are healed and I bind that thing that's in his body and I curse it. And you got to leave in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. What's going on here? There's a car accident. What what's going on? Um, you have to tell me. So what are we believing for? For everything. Are you believing for it too? We're gonna take authority over his mind. Car accident or not, I don't care. Jesus is bigger. And we're going to see some results in this young man. This has robbed from your family, hasn't it? Yes. It has. We're done with this. He does. You do too. He is. Yeah. I believe that Jesus is the healer. He is our healer. He's our healer. He's a good healer. Father, I thank you. Let's worship him for a minute. Father, I thank you, Jesus, that you've healed us. Father, I thank you for everything you've done. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what we face. Father, you are bigger than anything we can come up against. And Father, I lay hands on this man, and I say in the name of Jesus, I call your mind straight. In the name of Jesus, your body has to come in line with the word of God. And I curse whatever in there, whatever wrong. I command it to straighten up in Jesus' name. You can't stay like this. In the name of Jesus, your mind will be straight and then you'll walk in Jesus' name. Does he understand me? Oh, yes. I love you. I love you. He cannot have. In Jesus' name, the power of God is working in his body. Dad Hagen had a, uh, uh, what was it? There was a lady with a growth on the side of her face. Have you heard that story? Yes. And she just started praising God, and one day it just fell off. It can happen with him. It can happen. It will. One day you're going to wake up, and he'll be walking around. That's what I see you can come in. You believe that? We believe that. Try to do stuff with him that he couldn't do before. You don't have anything to lose, do we? Amen. You are healed. And it does, I see this man up in the name of Jesus. I see him walking in Jesus' name. I see him. He, he's a tall man. I see him walking in here, testimony, telling what Jesus has done. Where are you from? You're from Menifee. You're local. We're local. Praise God. You better come back and see us. There's going to be testimony. Do you believe that? You believe he's going to walk again? How about you? You believe that? You going to help me believe for that? Are all y'all going to help me believe for that? When, when we leave here, we believe that that man will walk. That he won't have to roll back on that stupid walker anymore. 
today. He'll walk out of here. Healed in the name of Jesus. You love Jesus? I like your hat. You're a preacher? Yes. Where, where, where are you preaching? At 32 mission trips, radio on and off for 20 years. Okay. Healing schools, What's wrong with services. you? I have a broken L5 vertebrae. Okay. Jesus big enough. That's right. Father, I thank you. Father, we take that in, in, in the name of Jesus and we command that vertebrae to come in line with the word of God. And we declare from this night forward, this man is healed in Jesus' name. Healed in the name of Jesus. 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 Linux, that's enough. It's enough. Stop it. Stop it. Talk to yourself like that. You got it? Yes, sir. Stop it. Healed in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. What's wrong with you? Oh, my eyes and something with my skin, too. There's something wrong with your skin? Yeah. You know, Jesus healed lepers. Yeah. That's a skin problem, isn't it? Yeah. It, 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 more advanced. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jesus is big enough, isn't he? You believe that? Yeah. You believe for that young man in, in that chair? Yeah. That he'll be out of that chair? You put your faith on that? God will honor that. He's going to heal you. He's already healed you. You're going to see the manifestation. You believe that? Where do you live? Indiana. So what happens when tomorrow when you're flying home? Are you going to be healed? What if you don't see a difference? Father, I thank you for this man. And I say from this night forward, he is healed from his problems, his eyes, and that skin problem in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Is it better? You need a little bit more to go, huh? You've been limping? I, I know you got a screw in your hip. I know that. So what's going to happen? You're going to try to walk straight? You're going to try? That's where you're going to get healed. You believe that? I love you, kid. Healed in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Am I praying for that? What's it for? Uh, brain cancer, eight-year-old boy. Oh my goodness. The devil's cruel, ain't he? What's gonna happen when we pray for this? He's gonna be healed. He's gonna be healed. T.L. Osborne had people, I'm going quick, y'all. T.L. Osborne, he said he had more people touch him and get healed because they believed what they read in the scripture. If they could only touch, that was their healing. It wasn't necessarily him, but they put their faith on that. You see what I'm saying? And that, they put their faith on it. They believed when they touched him. He just getting off the airplane. But they put their faith with that. So I put my faith on this, that we will see that change. Do you believe that? Are you having a hard time believing that? You, you, you believe it? Jesus is a good Jesus. He loves that little boy. Is he related to you? He's a cold person. Will, will they give it to him? Yes. Father, I thank you for this cloth. Father, I say in the name of Jesus, we curse that cancer of that little boy. The devil is cruel. 
And Father, we bind that cancer in the name of Jesus. And we say when this cloth is put on him, he will be healed and start improving in Jesus' name. Healed 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 in Jesus' name.
mouth problem. Father, we take authority over that mouth. And when this, when, when this is placed on them, we command that mouth to straighten up, get in line with the word of God. And we bind Satan in Jesus' name. Get out of that mouth in Jesus' name. Healed in the name of Jesus. 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 We draw out all that junk that, that is in her to go that way. We say in the name of Jesus, a healthy, healthy way to eat, that she won't even want that stuff anymore. And I say in the name of Jesus, that you are healed and you will not desire that stuff anymore. What do you need, sir? Get rid of the aches and pains of 50 years of shoeing horses. Yeah. I, I like your, your overalls. That's it. That's it. That's a Bakersfield tuxedo. I like it. I wouldn't wear it myself, but I like you in it. You look sharp. So you have aches and pains from shoeing horses. Yeah. You got a good anvil? I got a lot of You got a lot of anvils? I like anvils. Anvils are cool. But I believe that it don't matter what you did. If you did it yourself, I believe that Jesus heals you. You believe it? Do you still shoe horses? You do? And every time that comes up, you say, I ain't going to quit shoeing horses. I'm going to keep doing this because my body's got to come in line and that can be your rising. Say, I'm not stopping this base because it wants to pull you out of the job, sickness and all that stuff will pull you out, won't it? It's good to see you. I don't know you, but I like you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I take his body and I command those aches and pains to leave his body and he can keep shoeing horses in the name of Jesus. Healed 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 in the name of Jesus. What's this for? Yeah. Father, we take authority over those seizures and those traumas in the name of Jesus. And when this cloth is laid on him, it will set him free. And I drive out that evil spirit that's causing that in the name of Jesus. Remember Jesus, there was that little boy, or, or, or that young boy, and his dad brought him and said he has seizures and he throws himself in the fire or in the water, whatever. And Jesus said, it's an evil spirit. Medical terms say it's this and that, but it's an evil spirit. Treat it like that. You got it? Yes, Remember that. What am I praying for here? Okay. Father, we take these in the name of Jesus and we lift up all that stuff before you. You know what's wrong with them and you know what needs to be fixed. But Father, when these claws are laid on them, we expect change in the name of Jesus. So from this night forward, when these claws are laid on them, we declare that they will change and be healed in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Healed, Miss J, in the name of Jesus. Healed, Jeff, in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. 
Everybody get it? We got it? Praise God. Praise God. Let's stand up for a minute and give God glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Have y'all been helped tonight? I didn't go very long. I told you if we, it's all about quality, not quantity. And the lady in the back, in, in the chair, I believe that's going to change. I see it in my spirit. See it in your spirit. Morgan, do you believe? Yes. How about you? You believe it? Sisters from Merced, do you believe it? Yes. How about everybody that we laid hands on? Do we believe it? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you for reminding me. I meant to. Anybody that's watching by live stream, it doesn't matter. If you're laying down, get up for a minute. Just a minute. Put, put your iPad down and say to, say to the camera or the screen you're watching, say, I got such and such wrong with me. Go ahead and say it. Now, I want you to put your hands on your neck and I want you to say this, in the name of Jesus, I say that I am healed in the name of Jesus, and I drive out any sickness, I drive out any infirmities, any bone problems, any hurts and pains, stomach problems, head problems, whatever it is, I say that I'm healed. Praise God. I believe everybody watching, if you will believe that, write into us and tell us what Jesus has done for you. Say, I was healed by such and such. We got to tell people what he's doing. Don't hold it in. I got on to somebody recently. They come and told me they got healed of a bread problem, but they wouldn't do a testimony card. So they embarrassed. Never be embarrassed about your healing. So I'm telling you, you're healed. The East Coast is probably what? 9, 10, 11, 12. It's 12 o'clock. You're healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Let's all say that. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Thank you all for being good and patient with me. I love you guys. Thank you, Nanny, for having me. And thank you for all the generals or whatever you are in here that you would listen to me. And I'm grateful for everybody and the opportunity to preach God's word. Hallelujah. I just want, while you're standing there, I want to read something to you. I love what Morgan said in the first part of the service, celebrate the healer. That's what we were doing. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. That This is the King James. Now thanks be unto God, which always, 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 it always works, always causes us to triumph in Christ. I like the Coney Bear translation. Listen to the Coney Bear translation. But thanks be to God who leads me on 
from place to place in the train of his triumph to celebrate, to celebrate his victory over the enemies of Christ. And by me, send forth the knowledge of him. We're just celebrating. Those who know, celebrate. Those who know, celebrate. I said, those who know, celebrate. Those who know, celebrate. And he said, we're in the train of his triumph. I said it this way one time. It's like a divine conga line, baby. We in the celebrating line. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's do it. Let's do it. We celebrate who always causes us to triumph. Always, always, always causes us to triumph. We celebrate. We are the healed. We are the healed. We are the whole. We are the blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
be healed. It's so good to 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 be healed. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Well, you got to come back sometime. We're going to do it all again sometime. You don't want to miss it next time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you know what every day should look like. It's so good to be healed. It's We're demonstrating to you what every day should look like when you leave this place. No matter what you feel, no matter what you see, because your focus and your attention is not on your body. It's on him and what he said and what he has done. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We glorify you, Father. We glorify. Jesus, we magnify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We worship you, Jesus. Let's worship him. Let's just something. Low-key, man. To God. We trust you've enjoyed this message. 
Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.